Amen, amen. If you brought your Bible, go with me to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. And uh, we're going to be sharing something that kind of tags on to something we've been saying. Uh, it's, it's, a little bit, it's a little different than, than what we've been saying about prayer, but it is kind of tagging on to it. So we're going to go to Philippians, first of all, chapter number four. And uh, back whenever Pastor Nancy was in uh, Olathe preaching, Olathe, Kansas, um, preaching a number of years ago, and uh, I think it was sometime back, uh, maybe 2018, I think, maybe. Um, so, but she was preaching, and she was preaching about praise and worship, and she mentioned some things about the connection between that and some of the things God does and how he does it, <clears throat> and, uh, and particularly uh, financial things, but it wasn't just that. But at the end of it, she ministered to me and she said, Pastor Jay, God's going to give you more on this, talking about praise and worship and connected to how God moves in our lives by his power. He's going to give you more on this. He's going to give you more, more. We need more. Not to make it harder. In other words, not, not you know, more things to make this subject more difficult, but to simplify and to show the wealth that's connected with. I'm talking about the wealth of increase. Father, we thank you. We thank you. That angel that, that brought impartations to me for the utterance of this revelation. She's referring to that angel that came and said uh, there was utterance being transferred to her to preach this message that Norval Hayes had preached. I don't know if you remember her, her talking about that. That angel that brought this, uh, this impartation to me for the utterance of this revelation. Um, and now I share that. I share that. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. Amen. And so that, that was something that stood out to me, and I always pay attention. These are things that I always write down. If the Spirit of God speaks through somebody to me, I'm not just talking about any, any uh, Johnny-come-lately, but, but my spirit, those that are speak, have a voice into my life. Yes, and so um, so I, I pay attention to those things, and those things always uh, are things that I'm always prioritizing, you might say, when it comes to teaching and preaching. Well, um, the Lord began to stir me up about this. After we were preaching, talking about prayer, he began to stir me up about these two verses we're going to look at. I had you turn to, uh, I had you turn to Philippians, right? Yes. Philippians chapter number 4, and uh, let me turn to it in my Bible. That'd be easier here. Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 6. Be careful... For nothing. Amen. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be fretful or anxious, full of anxiety about anything. <clears throat> um, verse number six be careful for nothing, but in everything. How many things? Everything. What about the things you're going through right now? Everything. Okay, in everything by prayer and supplication. Uh, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then you know, the peace that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, so he mentions there the, what to do when we're anxious about something. And he says, don't be anxious for anything, the Amplified says. Do not fret, have any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So there's a, there, and we were talking about the first part of that verse back a, number, a, couple, a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about praying, praying in other tongues, praying out the plan of God, right? Uh, getting over into the presence of God in prayer, uh, getting the mind of God, the steps, next steps to take, and, and uh, how to tap into the power of God through prayer, praying things through. Remember that? We talked about the, that tongues is the doorway into the supernatural and how you can get over into the, the flow of, of power and uh, a greater flow of power in your life by praying it through. 
praying it through. So we were talking about that, and that's what this verse is talking about. Maybe not specifically just tongues, but it's talking about prayer. And uh, the first part of the verse, but be careful for nothing, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. I want you to notice that second part, with thanksgiving. Um, and so what he's saying is your prayer is not complete or you're not done praying until you do that second part with thanksgiving. Once you pray things through or pray things out, get the mind of God, get over into the revelation of what the next step is or something like that. Then he said there's, a, there's, there's, this, uh, there's this caboose you, you put on the prayer. And that's with thanksgiving, you know. Uh, your, your prayer never reaches the highest flow until you have praised. Praise is the highest form of prayer. Amen. It should always be a part of every one of the different kinds of prayer. Not just the prayer of faith. This is not the prayer of faith here. This is supplication. And so with thanksgiving. Then go over with me to the book of Acts, the 16th verse. The Lord really started putting this in my heart back uh, a week ago. Acts chapter number 16, this is when Paul and Silas were in prison. Remember, they were commanded not to pe preach anymore. They were beaten and uh, told, just, just hush up about this name of Jesus. And so they were beaten and uh, their backs are bleeding. And then in prison, here it says in the 25th verse, they were, their feet were put into stocks. They're in the innermost prison. And in this innermost prison, notice what they did. Notice what they did in this innermost prison. This is the darkest hour. Of their life. I mean, here they are, uh, beaten, they're, they're bruised, their backs are cut open, they're in jail, and, this, and prisons back then weren't three hot meals a day, you understand, with a nice comfy bed and air conditioning or heat. No, it's just an old dungeon. So they're in this condition. And at midnight, that always represents the darkest hour. At midnight, Paul and Silas groaned and complained. And Silas looked at Paul and said, I knew that vision you had of come over into Macedonia and help us wasn't of God. <laughs> we get one woman saved down by the river and then we get beaten in the name for preaching the name. Paul, you miss God. That pepperoni pizza didn't serve you very well. Whenever they were in this bad situation, how many of you know that's what we want? That's what the flesh wants to do and the natural mind wants to do. Well, where did I miss it? Maybe you didn't miss it at all. They were beaten and then and, and they're in prison. At midnight, Paul and Silas did what? They prayed. Hallelujah. They did Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. They did that. I mean, Paul's the one by the Spirit that wrote it. He ought to know what he wrote. So he, at, the, at midnight prayed, and how many of you know they didn't stop there? They got over into a higher flow of prayer. They got that thing prayed through and started singing in the Holy Ghost. Started praising and singing, and, and, and the Bible says, sang praises unto God quietly. Huh? No, they did it loud because the prisoners heard them. Whew, glory be to God. In other words, the Bible preaches loud praise. <laughs> they did it loud. They, they, they prayed and they sang praises. Say that out loud. They did, they did both. They prayed and they sang praises. 
Some people have been praying about certain things so, so long, and the reason they haven't got anything is they've never made that switch from prayer to praise. The power didn't fall in Acts 16, 25, or 26, actually. The power didn't fall when they were praying. The power does fall when you pray. We see that in the fourth chapter of Acts. But in this case, it didn't fall when they were there praying. They had to get over into that praise part. Praise God. When they got into the praise part, then the power fell because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. I saw something last night. I just, it's too good to keep to myself. The word inhabits doesn't mean, it, 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 it means literally to, to dwell in or, or literally to sit down in, literally. I mean, make his home there, rest there. But it doesn't just mean that. It literally means to sit down on a throne. So when you praise, you're enthroning God's power in your situation. In other words, the devil thinks it's going to be his way. And when you praise, God says, now I have permission. I've been authorized by their faith to take charge here. Because <laughs> that's what a king does on his throne. He sits down there and he starts making decrees. Amen. Praise God. So when you uh, praise him over your finances, it enthrones God in your finances. In other words, that's how you make him Lord over your finances. Jesus is Lord, right? So if you want to make him Lord over other different areas of your life, praise him over that. I mean, after you're done writing out the bills, just get out your checkbook and say, Father, I just want to thank you. Woo, you're so good. You supply all my need. And God says, I'll sit down in that. I have some things to say because you got some things to say. See, it's on our authority that he's able, able to do that. Um, so, but that, that's a whole nother sermon. I mean, save that sermon for another day. But, but uh, so we've got two, I like to say it this way, the fact the Lord kind of put it in my heart this way, two spiritual disciplines here that believers need to uh, work into their lives. The discipline of prayer and the discipline of praise. Can you say amen? These two disciplines are the great key to developing in faith. And actually, they're great keys to getting into what God has uh, set before you or getting out of what the devil has tried to entrap you in. It'll get you into things. It'll get you out of things. It'll get you past things. It'll get you over things. Amen. It'll get you into the presence of God. It'll get you out of your mind. Praise is, is access. Praise is transportation. Praise takes you places. It can get you into things or get you out of things. Can get you into the presence of God, which is the anointing that destroys the yoke. You get into the presence of God. Woo. Okay, here we go. Amen. So uh, that, that's just, I want to dig around in this for a few minutes if you can hack it. That's the way we talked when I was a kid. Can you hack it? Probably doesn't mean anything to kids today, but anyway. It's, it's sad that they don't know all the things we know as adults, right? <laughs> okay, um, so that's what I want to emphasize this morning. Now, like I said, you can see here that praise in both of these cases, in Ephes I mean in, in Philippians and in Acts 16, in both of these cases, praise completes the prayer. Amen. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 12, you're familiar with this. It talks about the Word of God. 
It talks about the scriptures. It said the, the word of God is quick and powerful, right? Notice this, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing sun, soul, spirit, joints, and matters, discern our thoughts and the intents of the heart. I want you to see that two-edged sword part. Yeah. Notice the sword, you know from Ephesians 6, verse number 17, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm telling you, things come up in life, the first thing you ought to have to say about it is what God say about it. Well, the doctor said, that's not the first thing that ought to come out of your mouth. First thing ought to be, here, I got a sword in my hand that'll deal with this. But I want you to notice it's a two-edged sword. In other words, it's got two sides to it. Well, somebody said, I wonder which sides, they, wonder what, what's, what, what's the, both of those sides? Well, we know what one of them is, at least, by, uh, by just looking at Psalm 149, verse number 6. If you want to kind of know what one side is, it talks about Psalm 149, 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. So one side of this is praise. Or let's put it this way, putting the word in your mouth in praise because the sword is the word, right? So praising in line with the word. What does the word say about you? What does the word have to say about this situation? So praise God for the word. Well, the other side, I believe, is the other side. We've been talking about prayer. Pray the word. Remember, he talks about taking the, in Ephesians 6, we just quoted there earlier, 6, 6, 17, taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Then the very next verse, verse 18, praying. Taking the sword of the Spirit, praying. So one of the sides of the sword is prayer. The other side is praise. But it's both the word. The word of God. In other words, praying the word or praising the word. Praising God for the word. It's a two-edged sword. Now, th this sword, being a two-edged sword, uh, both sides of the sword have a, uh, you might call it a job description. Amen? Uh, and the job description of one side is prayer. What, what, in the situation you're in, does it call for prayer? Does it call for prayer? Or does it call for praise? Amen? It might call for both of them. We already said that or saw that. Amen. So, but, but just understand this. When you pray, Brother Copeland made this statement. It really, it really kind of breaks it down a little bit clearer for us. When you and I pray, we obtain promises. Yes, amen. But when we praise, we win victories. Now, prayer is to be directed towards God. But so is praise. Praise is directed towards God. Hebrews 13, 15, by him let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, see, praise is directed towards God, just like prayer is directed towards The sacrifice of praise to God continually. All the rest of the time, you can say what you want to say. But make sure you're always continually praising God. Hallelujah. They offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. So praise and prayer are both directed towards God. Isn't that right? But, but there's a, 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 and, and, and there's a purpose for both of them. One is to uh, lay hold of promises or obtain promises. The other one is to uh, enter into God's presence and the power of God wins the victory. Yes. So let's look at both of these. Well, really, we're going to spend time in praise this morning. Both are directed towards God, but there's an edge to the sword, through the praise side of the sword that has an effect, a, a really devastating effect on the enemy. 
Now, prayer has a devastating effect on the enemy because we get in the presence of God in prayer and get the mind of God and so forth and so on. We lay hold of what God said. But see, Satan, you need, you need to use the word not only to enter into God's presence and lay hold of what he has provided, but you need to take the word against the enemy too. Be good at both of those. Be, be, have, develop that discipline in your life to be able to do both of those. Be skilled at both of those. Because there's going to be times where the Spirit of God won't give you any unction. You'll, you'll be in a situation and the Spirit of God won't give you any, any unction to pray. Yeah. He's saying, in this situation, I just want you to use the, the praise side yes. of the sword. Yes. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, Boy, you go, you go to pray and there's no yeah. unction so whatsoever. Yeah. So I get up from my prayer time and I start walking back. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you that I always triumph. Thank you, Lord, that no, no weapon formed again. And I just go to praise it and the power falls on my praise. So he was trying to tell me in this situation, you need to take up that side of the, uh, use that side of the sword. Amen. So other times there's, there's things that need to be prayed through. But so, uh, I, I, how many of you like this already? And so, this has been uh, standing up before me, and I want to talk about this second side, this praise side this morning, because you, you and I need to be good at both, both uh, sides of this uh, uh, to be able to be successful in spiritual things. Praise God. And so, this second half, this other side of praise is, a, is part of the using this sword to overcome the enemy. Yes. Amen. Now go to Psalm 100, verse number 4. And uh, uh, the, the Lord said this to me last night. He said to me, you're looking here at Psalm 100, verse number 4. He said, continually offering the sacrifice to praise to God is the plan of God for your mouth. <laughs> Amen. Everybody's always saying something. Here's what God's plan is for you to be doing. You want me to say that again? To be continually offering the sacrifice of praise to God is God's plan for your mouth. Well, if he's talking to me about my mouth, it's talking, he's talking to you about your mouth. Somebody said, well, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what to do. You start praising. That's God's plan for your mouth. <laughs> well, that went over like a lead balloon. But anyway, let's notice Psalm 100, verse number four. What happens when you praise God? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Amen. So notice this. Praise gives you access to all the, to the presence of God, number one. Because how many of you know the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help, help in the time of need. His throne is there in those courts. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Just beyond those courts is his throne. So we're to come to his throne. Remember Hebrews 4, Hebrews also 10, talks about come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace. How do you come? We need to know how to come. There's protocol to come. I mean, if you were to go into the, a king's presence today or some dignitary's presence, there's protocol. They'll say, okay, don't say this. Don't do this. Right? Like if you go see the, now it's the king, not the queen over there in England. If you were to go see the king, that they would say there's certain things you're not going to do. You understand us, sonny boy? You know? <laughs> it's not, but, uh, and so, but there, there's protocol. And there's protocol before coming before God. And guess what? The protocol, the protocol is not, ah! Hey, the protocol is come in thanking him for what he's done. 
praising him for who he is. Come before his gates with thanksgiving. Or, or let's say it like the Bible says it there. Enter. Enter. That's what this service is going to emphasize, that praise gives you access to things. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Praise gives you access. Amen. And not just to God, but when you come to uh, somebody, you come to all that they are. And when you come to God, you come to all that he is. Deliverer. Amen. Uh, Helper. Strengthener. Counselor. Everything that he is. When you come to God, healer. Uh, all that he is. And so when you come to God and enter his gates and his courts, you come to all that he is. All that he's laid up for you there in his presence. Amen. And so notice there has to be access. There has to be entrance. Can you say amen? So uh, really talking about you know, Hebrews 10, it says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, having therefore, brethren, boldness. Let's go back to like it says there in Hebrews 10, verse number, what is it, 19, 18, something like that. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, yes. right? By the blood of Christ. Say that out loud, by the blood of Christ. By the blood of Christ. We have boldness to enter into the holiest, the very presence of God by the blood of Christ. By a new and living what? way which he has consecrated for us, that is the veil uh, through, uh, through his flesh, the veil which is uh, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house, God let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of what? Faith. So this is a faith thing where you draw near to God. By, uh, by, you, use your faith not just for healing but, or your needs to be met, but use your faith to enter into the presence of God. Yes. Praise God and fellowship with him. Yes. That's a faith thing just like everything else. It takes faith to walk into an empty room and start talking and, and believe somebody's hearing you. And nobody in that room physically, but God. See, you're, you're, entering, into a, 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 you're entering into his presence when you do that. But you also can do it by praise. So when, when he's talking about there having boldness to enter into the holiest, notice he said, by the blood of Christ. The blood has made the way for us to come to God. You remember the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 7 through 8? Jesus said, I am he that I open doors no man can shut. Jesus opened the door to God. He made the way for you to come to God. He, he, that way is there open for you all the time. You can come anytime you want. It just says, let us come bold. It didn't say when, didn't say how long. You, right. you, it didn't say you can, okay, your time's up, five no, minutes. You, no, 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 you can come as, stay as long yeah. as you want. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 You do have natural things to do too, yeah. but, but you can come stay as long as you want. So come boldly, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood. The blood is what made that way for us. In the Old Testament, the high priest could only go into the presence of God once every year, and he couldn't do it without blood. He had to have the blood of an animal. But see, that was typology that the way into the holiest was not available yet. But whenever Jesus' blood was shed, the veil in that temple rent from top to bottom, rent in two, meaning it's open house now. Anybody can come in through the blood of Jesus. Praise God. The, the, the presence of God is not behind a veil now, so, so to speak. It's, it's simply uh, accessible to all. So he said that way has been made through the blood. But let's, let's just think about it. The way has been made through the blood. Jesus' blood consecrated that way. And it has opened the door into the presence of God so that we can go in and obtain, right? 
So he opened the door, but it's praise, we see from Psalm 100 verse 4, it's praise. That's how we enter through that open door. Hallelujah. And what do we do when we go through? We access all that is there. Praise God. If that doesn't light your fire, you haven't been doing it. Because I'm telling you, I get... I wouldn't be, I'd probably be gone by now. I certainly wouldn't be in the ministry if it wasn't the access that I had to his presence to be able to get what I need to get up and say, bless God, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to obey God again. So uh, that's, that's what you need to see. The blood has opened the door, but it's praise that you actually uh, use to enter into what the blood has opened for you. Hallelujah. God wants you and I to begin to use our faith to really uh, go to him. Go to him into his presence. Hallelujah. Stop waiting for him to come to you. He does come. He does visit. There are times he initiates things. But you don't have to wait for him. He said, having therefore brethren boldness to enter in. You and I don't have to wait for him to come visit us. We can go to him anytime we want. And so uh, I want you and I to begin to use our faith for this more and more, to get into the presence of God and, and either through prayer or praise, get over into the flow of the Spirit. Get over into the manifestation of His presence. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you've got a royal invitation to come. The way's been made. Amen. You're the one that decides how much of his presence you walk in. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, you know this verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, uh, there's no temptation taken man with such as com- taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful and will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able, but will with the temptation, notice, with, with the temptation, make a way of escape. There's no test or trial you've ever come up to that God's already not made a way out. And I'll tell you, be honest with you, this praise is one of the ways out. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what I wanted you to see there, there, with the temptation, make a way of escape. Amen. Now, to, to, to really take that way of escape, you've got to be able to see that way of escape. And I'll tell you this, down in the, down in the thick of it, it's hard to see that way of escape sometimes. It seems like there's no way out. So whenever, whenever he says he's made a way of escape, don't, don't stay down here in the middle, in the thick of your situation, and look around for the way of escape. Where's the way of escape? Don't look horizontal. Go vertical. And when you, go, when you rise up into this presence, Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord, they'll renew their strength, they'll mount up. Mount up, go higher. Mount up with wings as eagles. So when you and I worship and praise God and worship and wait on him, minister to him, what happens is we rise up above. You ever heard the term you can't see the trees for the forest? You rise up above all the stuff that you, you can't see through. And you rise up. And the way, of, the way you see the way of escape is you get above it. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. People are looking for their way out and they're looking down here. They're looking horizontally. What you need to do is rise up and go vertical. Amen. I said, amen. 
you'll see that. In his presence, you'll get a different view. You'll, you'll have a different vantage point. Oh, my, my. You ought to read Psalm 70. I, I think it's, I'll look, at, I'll look it up here. I think it's Psalm 73. We're not going to go there now. Uh, but uh, I think it's Psalm 73. Yeah. It's Psalm 73. You ought to go home and read Psalm 73. He's talking about how, how it, you know, it doesn't pay off for me to serve God. And look at all the wicked. They're all just doing fine and so forth and so on. And he said, I just couldn't handle it. I was thinking about it and how tough, how tough I've had it. Couldn't handle it. He said, then I went into the presence of God. And he said, my goodness, you know, he said, I had to slap my own mouth, put my hand on my mouth because I st- spoke so foolishly because in his presence, I saw it all different. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I saw that, that there's nothing sustaining what they're walking in and it can be gone like that. Yeah. But me, I've got God. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And yeah, yeah. And, and see, when he mounted up, he got into the presence of God. He mounted up and he got a different perspective. That's what God, that's what the getting in the presence of God will do for you. It'll not only renew your strength, it'll renew your view. You'll see things differently. You'll, you'll see your way of escape. You'll see reality. Down here in the thick of it, you've got a lot of things that are not really reality. The reality is you're redeemed. The reality is the greater is he that's in you than he that's coming against you. The reality is all those yakety yak yak voices, those, those demons that are speaking are under your feet. They're defeated. Well, you got to get in the presence of God sometime. Be reminded of all that. Praise God. I don't know about you. I'm preaching myself happy. But then you'll, you'll, you actually see your way of escape. Jericho, we said, talking about in the, in the, in the offering, Jericho was, looked impossible. But God, Joshua got in the presence of God and God gave him the plan. Here's what you do. You go around it six days, like we were talking about, it, and, and don't say a thing. Once, once a day. And then the seventh, time, seventh day, seven times, and the last time, shout. That's a, pl- that's a divine plan that was gotten from God in his presence. Now, that doesn't make any natural sense, but it was, divine from, it was a plan from God. They did that, and the power fell. Praise God. And so Israel, they praised their way right into Jericho. Isn't that right? You can also praise your way into victory. And sometimes there's, there's hindrances between you that, that, are, that are standing there between you and victory. Things that are yakety yak yak talking to you. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And so those things are talking to you, but Israel, they got a plan by somebody. Back then, they couldn't all get in that presence, but Joshua, he got the plan of God. And somebody, they got that plan, and God said, here's how you do this. And they mounted up and got in his presence through praise, and the walls fell down flat. Hallelujah. And God said, here's the way into this. Here's the way into this. Praise. Shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. The way into your victory is paved with praise. It might be something that just just seems very imposing, standing and blocking your view. But praise will make it go flat. It'll turn what's standing like this and, and turn it into a walkway for you where you can just walk right in. By the power of God. I said by the power of God. Thank God. And so when we pray, we obtain promises. When we praise, we win victories. Thank God for that. Now, um, 
brother, uh, Pastor Nancy ministered to me about uh, helping, uh, uttering some of these things about praise, and, and, and she was talking about Brother Norval Hayes and how God spoke to him and why he ministered on this so much. And here's what the Lord told Brother Norval. My children basically love me, but they live in poverty and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Remember, we were talking about not praying enough. Praying through, pray, praying until we get to the note of victory. Remember that? I mean, you were kind of quiet. I hope you remember that. That was a Wednesday night, I think. And so my people, they don't praise me enough because they don't worship me enough. You need to teach my people to worship me. Excuse me, worship me more. If, they'll, if you'll teach my children to worship me more, I'll do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. So worship, what he's saying is worship positions you and I for God to do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. What is enough? Praise. They don't praise me enough. If you'll teach them to praise me enough, what is enough? Well, the anointing, the, the, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And of course, that's, he does that through his anointing, the spirit of God. And so enough means until the power falls. Amen. Have you ever had the power fall? You've seen it here at church. But that's not for church only. That's for you in your midnight hour. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll tell you exactly what to do. Do like Paul and Silas did. Make power available through prayer and then praise. And the better you are at doing that, the less the devil's plans will come to pass or work for you. See, the devil had a plan for Paul and Silas. But those plans came to a screeching halt because they, they hit the power of God. Satan's plan is progressing and it hit, God, hit, hit Paul and Silas's prayer and praise. And all of a sudden the anointing destroyed that plan. It just, just annihilated it. In fact, not only did it destroy that plan, it led to a man getting, it led to the prisoners getting saved and the, and the prison guard getting saved. That's how you turn it on the devil and you make him eat it. He intended to do something. Bible says they intended a, me, a, a, a mischievous device against us which they were not able to perform. Psalm 21 something. But so, so that, that <laughs> get real good at that. Yeah, yeah. The better you are at that, better life will be. Yeah. It's, it's a spiritual discipline, a spiritual skill. The mind and the flesh don't want to do it. I mean, the, the, the flesh likes to feel like a victim. It just, it doesn't like to, it doesn't, it just likes to have a pity party. It likes to get the blinky, the binky and the blanky out and just suck the thumb and, and then cry about how tough it is. That's the flesh. The flesh. I know. You know how I know your flesh likes to do that? Because I got flesh too. Yeah. <laughs> My flesh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Somebody says, let's praise God. And the flesh goes, yeah. You got something to praise God for. I... <laughs> the flesh doesn't like to praise God. But I'm telling you, if you'll do it and get in the power of God, the flesh will like the results. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So um, enough. What's long enough? It's till the power falls. Until the anointing comes. 
Hallelujah. You have to be taught this flow. You have to be taught this flow because nothing in the world around you is in this flow. I said nothing's in this flow. They're in a completely different flow. And guess what? Your flesh doesn't want to get in this flow either. Your flesh wants to stay in the world's flow. You and I have got to learn to be okay with the world thinking we're different. Stop wanting to be like the world or being accepted by the world. Now, I don't mean just be uh, on purpose, just be strange or something. There's times to get over by yourself and not, and not, because some people won't understand some things. So I'm not talking about being strange, but I, I'm talking about the world's not going to necessarily help you get into this. They know nothing about it, but you do. Don't act like you don't know something about it. You do know something about it. So you got to be taught this flow. Uh, this is the flow of faith. It's the flow of the believer. Say, I'm a believer. So it's my flow. Hallelujah. And so the better you get at doing this, you'll, the better you'll be at bringing God's power into manifest <laughs> manifestation. And you'll have these experiences that Norval Hayes was, that God told Norval Hayes about, where, where God will do great and mighty things. Praise God. You'll get into things that were impossible to get into. You'll get out of things that were impossible to get out of. Amen. So this is transportation for you. There's sometimes there's no other means of transportation available. So you take this means of transportation. <laughs> praise God. And so uh, praise is really faith, like I said. And we need to learn this flow of faith. Don't wait for your feelings to let you do this. I just feel like praising God. That'll come once every blue moon. I don't know if you know what I mean by blue moon. That's a rare thing. Your feelings every now and then don't want to, want to praise God. But most of the time, it, won't, it doesn't want to praise God. The mind wants to be in charge. The mind wants to think. God wants you to drink. Don't develop a thinking relationship with God. Develop a drinking relationship with God. Amen. All that time you're sitting around thinking, trying to figure out what to do is all wasted time when you could have, you could have bound it up. I've said this before. If I said to Christine, pull brother Don Lowe's file, I want to see if he's been naughty or nice. No, we don't have a file on naughty and nice. I'm just saying, I'm just making that up. But pull, pull his file. I want to see his file. So, you know, what parts, what, what helps ministry is in all that, you know. I'm considering promoting him to Pope or something like that, you know. So, so, so pull his file. Pull his file. What's, and so she says, well, you know, I, I thought it was here in the top drawer, but uh, I, I can't find it. I said, well, go, I'm sure it's in there. Go look, you know. It's right beside all the other ones that are bad. I mean, I mean that are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so, so she goes through it. She can't find it. She comes back 10 minutes later. I can't find it. I said, well, it's got to be in there. Look for it again. And how many of you know, if we started doing that at 9 o'clock in the morning and she's still 5.30 in the afternoon still looking for it, yeah. there comes a point in time where you eventually have to admit, yeah. okay, that file must yeah. not be in there. Yeah. Right? Yes. And guess what? If you've been going through the files of your mind uh -oh. all day long trying to figure out what to do, 
and you just can't find the solution, ringy dingy, the answer's not up there. Go to where answers are. Oh, hallelujah. And how do you go to where answers are? Praise. And praise is where, how you go to where answers are. Amen. And so learn to do this. And don't just learn to do it when you feel good. Learn to do it in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of the bad report. It's not normal. The devil is not used to these faith people. He's used to people hearing a bad report and getting out their hanky. Oh, I thought God loved me. I don't know why God allowed this to happen. He's used to giving people a bad report and them responded in unbelief. When you respond in faith, it sets off alarm bells in hell. They're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, he knows something. He, what did he find out? He must have found out what the word said. He must, he must have got his mind renewed. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. It's not going to work on him. Praise God. <laughs> I'm having a good service. Now, so really, victory doesn't mean you always have what you need in your hand. But it means you know how to access what you do need. <laughs> Hallelujah. I heard a story of a missionary years ago. He went to China, and somebody wrote him a letter about how, how he was doing. Because, you know, years ago, there wasn't that good a communication. It was just letters and stuff. I mean, now you can pretty much Zoom call or, you know, FaceTime with people all over the world. But, but somebody wrote him a letter. How's it going over there? Didn't know, didn't, hadn't heard from him for a while. He said, I'm doing great, doing wonderful. He said, uh, I have everything I need plus 25 cents in my pocket. He said, I got, all the pro- I, got, I got 25 cents in my pocket plus all the promises of God. Amen. Glory be to God. What's he saying? He's saying even though he didn't have it in his hand, he knew how to access it. Well, I'm telling you, if you figure, not figure out, but you learn from these, from the scriptures we're talking about, you learn how to access what's yours. It gives you such a a confidence that everything's going to be all right for the rest of my life. Because even if I don't have it, I know where to go to get it. This is available to all of us. Anytime, any need, any situation. (laughs) What, what a, what a surety that gives you of the future. You know, Jesus told his disciples to feed the multitude, and they didn't have what they needed in their hands. Remember? They said, we just have five loaves and two fishes. Remember that? And so because, because of Jesus' skill in accessing what was available to him just beyond the seen realm, the fact that they didn't have enough in their hand didn't mean anything. Did you get that? This is not just a good sermon. This is for you to live this way. Rather than look in your hand and go, oh, 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 oh." no, you look at your hand and go, Father, I thank you. Amen. 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 That's the Bible said that Jesus turned his face toward heaven and and blessed and blessed, uh, blessed what he had. Hallelujah. So because of Jesus skill, did you catch that? Uh, he, was, he was able to, he skillfully was able to access what the Father had given him just beyond the seen realm. 
And he was able to access that to meet the need of the natural realm. Hallelujah. It's not about looking in your wallet to see if you have enough. I said, it's not about looking in your wallet to see if you have enough for a need. It's about do you have access through the blood to all that he has provided. You can say like that missionary, I got 25 cents in my pocket plus all the promises of God. So I'm a wealthy man. Whew, glory be to God. Yeah, but pastor, I need the money in my pocket too. I'm talking about, I'm talking about how to get the money in your pocket. Jesus needed the food in the people's mouths, and he got it by, go, by going to the other realm. Yes, amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, uh, how do we access this realm where uh, he supplies all our need? Psalm 100, verse number 4. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I don't believe any need goes unmet at the throne. If it's all, everything we need is there. Come boldly to the throne of grace, remember? And, and obtain, that you might have find, found grace to help in the time of need. Obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time there's, that you might obtain. You can obtain at the throne of grace. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. A lot of times we're looking horizontal. Let's go vertical. What do you say? I said let's go vertical. And so you and I determine which world we live out of. We're not to live as mere men. Remember Wednesday night? Yes. Mere men. We're to live as superhumans. Yes. <laughs> Supermen. Yeah. Superwomen. Yeah. What does that mean? With, we're, we're to live on, with God's super on top of our natural. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what supernatural is. Yeah. God designed a supernatural life for us. Yes. <clears throat> but but it, it requires learning to rise up into his presence by this praise that I've been talking about. Amen. And uh, don't wait. Don't sit back and wait for God's generosity to move on you. You initiate this when you have a need. Amen. So uh, this, let's, let's, let's finish this up by talking about um, getting past, well, uh, when, when, when God opens a door, Jesus made the way. There's always, remember First uh, Corinthians 16, verse number, what is that? Nine, uh, somewhere there, verse 9, I think. It talks about uh, there's a door open unto me and many adversaries. Jesus provided access to all that he has, but the, but the enemy will oppose you. So not only will praise get you into his presence, it'll get you past the opposition. Remember, in the Old Testament, they came up to three armies, and the Spirit of God came on a man and said, you'll not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand you still. Remember that? See the salvation of the Lord? So they said, okay, what are we going to do? They said, let's put the praisers out front. And those praises got them passed, got them past the opposition into something that took them three days to gather up the spoils. That's the power of God in operation. Praise God. I said, praise God. So this praise will get you past hindrances. Yes, amen. Somebody said, just said, the devil's trying to hinder me. Well, get past him. Right. Remember the Bible said, tread on serpents and scorpions. You know how you do that? Not with your mouth quiet. Right, that's right. You do it with praise. Yes, amen. You do it with praise. Praise is an expression of faith. 
So I said praise is the expression of faith. Now, another thing it'll do, praise, well, uh, Psalm 8, verse number 2. Psalm 8, verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babe and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. The Amplified says that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, Jesus quoted this in the New Testament, thou, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. And so, praise shuts down the yakety yak yak. Amen? That's what these adversaries by the door are doing. They're stand, standing there mouthing off. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. They're standing there yakety yak yak. They're standing there uh, speaking fear, speaking doubt, speaking lies, speaking condemnation. You ever notice you go walk into something that God has for you and all the past condemnation, all the things you've done wrong just piles up on you? Well, just yesterday you messed up. You know, he'll try to remind you of all that. He's trying to undermine. See, see, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to undermine your faith. But you can shut that down. You can shut that down. How can you shut it down? You can silence the enemy and the avenger. In other words, all that, by, by praise, all that uh, harassment of your thought life can be shut down. Pastor Nancy said one time that the devil was yakety yak to her, speaking some things to her, and the Lord spoke to her and said, if you were enough in my presence or lived enough in my presence, you wouldn't have to listen to that. Ouch. But not just her, ouch to us. <laughs> the Bible says in uh, Psalm 91.1, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, abide in the shadow. The word shadow means defense of the Almighty. There's a place, there's a defended place in his presence where the only thing you hear is God's voice. In other words, the yakety yak yak has to stay outside. It might pipe up again when you come back out, but, but there's a place. In fact, let's just go ahead and live there. Praise the Lord. So this is one of his devices to try to keep you from going through his bombardment against your thought life, to try to keep you from going through these doors into his presence or into the greater, into the increase of things God has for you. Um, but on your side, uh, and, and, and the, the yakety yak yak will try to make things complicated. The devil will twist, he'll, in, in your mind, if you listen to him, he'll twist your thinking into a pretzel. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. And uh, what do I mean by that? He convolutes and he twists and complicates and confuses and tries to get your thinking. I've had people come, and, and I'm not trying to talk about people, I've had this happen to me. And, and I recognize it when I see other people. They'll come in, they'll want to talk about something, and their thinking is so twisted and convoluted about it that, that they don't see the simplicity of their yeah. way out. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yes. It's just very easy, yeah. but the devil has been talking to them yes. for a couple of weeks or something, yeah. and their thinking is all, you know, yeah. based on what I did. I, I missed it back here two weeks ago, and, and it is, it's all twisted and convoluted. You get in God's presence, and all of that gets clear. All that confusion leaves. And what was one time complicated, tangled, difficult, and even impossible will become clear, simple, easy. Amen. 
but it only happened as a result of getting in his presence through praise. Things are that way all the time. The, you're, the, the way of escape, the, the, the way out, the way into what God has for you is not difficult. I know it's almost time to close. I can feel when people start saying this stuff. But, but I, I can feel that. But, but I'm almost done. It's very easy. The devil's the one that makes it all difficult. You ever read the Bible, 2 Corinthians 10, no, 11, verse 1, 2, and 3, down in through there? It talks about the simplicity that is in Christ. The things of God are very easy. They're not complicated. I mean, thank God because, I mean, you know, some of our IQ, I'm including in myself, probably, probably we need to keep it simple. And isn't this, isn't this simple? Thank you, Lord. I praise you. Until you just get into his presence and, and the, the, the clarity comes real, real easy. Comes real simple. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. But but that's that's what that harassment of the enemy does. Now look real closely. I'm almost done. Go to Psalm 25:14. Psalm 25:14 in the Amplified. Psalm 25:14 in the Amplified Classic. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear. Not not. Uh, uh, are hidden from them. No, they have the secret. Those who fear, revere, and worship him. And he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Okay, if you got a pen or I don't know if you're on an iPad, you highlight this. Secret, the word worship, the word show, and the word reveal. So, Notice, those who worship him get into his secrets. God reveals to them and shows them anything that you need to see. Could be your way of escape. Could be what to do. Could be, uh, uh, you know, the next step to take. Amen. So praisers and worship, praisers and worshipers get into this. They get into their secret. Now, the Lord said to me one time, the word secret here is, is you could put the, put the word answers. So the answers have they who worship him. The doorway, the, the, the road into answers is worship. Boy, I'm just, I'm just now getting to what I wanted to share, but I'm out of time. The point is, the reason this is the way into answers is because it's the exit from the mind. When you're worshiping, you're talking to God out of your heart, not trying to figure everything out in your mind. And you're unhooking from where there are no answers. Many times there's no answers in our mind. But you're hooking up to the the one who's in you who knows exactly how to get you out or get you in. Uh, Amen. The Lord said to me one time, it says there in Psalm 91, one, uh, you know, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He said, you know why it's called the secret place? I said, apparently you want to tell me something. <laughs> he said, because it's where I share my secrets. Yes. Amen. Somebody said, I don't know what to do. Well, yeah. there's a secret to it. Yes. God's got secrets, and those secrets are his answer, his way of doing the impossible. Amen. Amen. I've done this so many times in my life. Just came through another time. Just looked like no way. Yeah, yeah. Talking about aviation. Looked Come like on. no way. Yeah. But he had a secret. Yes. Come on. 
He started talking to me about his secret. I'm making videos. I made the first one last week or whatever. I'm going to put out, I think, two or three videos on the secrets he gave me. And, and I'm not telling people that if you do these, you'll get an airplane. That's not the point at all. Some, it's not the plan of God for everybody to have an airplane. I make that very clear in the video. But, but to get into whatever God's put into your heart, he'll give you secrets. He'll say, do this, do this, do this. Hallelujah. Why is life boring? Because people don't have the secrets. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praising God and worshiping God gets you into the secrets, the answers. And so it ushers you into the place where his answers are. Sometimes we say, you know, from Psalm 1, I mean, uh, uh, Acts 13, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, we'll say that the, the praise and worship is the atmosphere God speaks in. And that's, there is a truth there, but really praise and worship is the atmosphere. It, it positions us to hear. That's more accurate to really what happens to us because God's ready to talk all the time. He's talking all the time. But it's, but it's, getting, into the, it's getting out of here, getting out of the mind, and getting into, what, what, into the presence of God from your heart worshiping Him. And I'm telling you, secrets will come. Answers will come. Do you know how often God makes me look like a genius when I'm not? Look at your neighbor and say, don't laugh at him. You too. <laughs> Amen. Because he'll give me an answer in, in, in prayer that I'm like, yeah. 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 Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> right? And whenever the answer comes, walk in the light of it, and the thing just, it just works. It didn't come out of my, my head. It came out of the secret place. Praise the Lord. Wow, glory to God. Are you getting anything out of this? And do you know praise doesn't change him, but it moves you into the arena of the spirit where, where, and, and the arena of faith, and God will respond to your faith entering into his presence. Hallelujah. And that praise will usher you right into answers. Glory be to God. I wish I had more time, but let's stand to our feet. Praise causes you to mount up in your consciousness above all the stuff all the yakety yak yak. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? It, it causes you to enter into the consciousness of the one who dwells on the inside of you. And, and he'll, you know, the Bible says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Everything that looks hard, the greater one in you doesn't think it's hard at all. It's very, to him, it's very easy. Paul and Silas in prison, God didn't say to, he, God didn't uh, elbow Jesus when Paul and Silas got in prison and said, uh-oh, <laughs> that's going to be hard. <laughs> Amen? Y'all aren't unhooking from me, are you? No. He just put it in their spirit. The spirit of God put it in their spirit. Start praying and praising. Whenever they got to praising. I don't know who was singing bass or who was singing tenor. But God said, I'm going to be the beat. Paul sang bass, Silas sang tenor. And God started tapping his foot. And that old jail went boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and the whole thing busted open. <laughs> God said, that was easy. 
Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is not just for Sunday morning. This is for on the way home. This is at the house. This is when you're doing your bills and the devil's yakety yak yak. You might want to, if he's just going to be insistent on yakety yak yak, you might just put the pen down, get up and go, woo! Thank God he supplies all my need. <laughs> shuts the devil down, shuts him, shuts the yakety yak yak down. It, it, it can release the power of God. If you'll do it long enough, release the power of God. Amen. And I'll tell you something else it'll do. It'll lift the heaviness off of you. I don't want to get to heaven and find out how much heaviness I was living under because of the atmosphere, you know, of unbelief and so forth. <laughs> Pastor Debbie and I used to go into hospital room. I remember one lady in particular. Uh, we went in there and the atmosphere was just somber. It's cancer. Shh. Be holy in the presence of cancer. I'm just talking to you. People don't see it that way, but that's the, they're being reverent of the dev, that, that big word, cancer. We walked in there and we didn't like it. So we went over and we, I opened the blind and said, it sure is nice, and said it real loud. Sure is nice and sunny outside, look at the, and, and pull up the blind. And there was a, and all of Job's comforters in there. You could feel them going, and we just talked real loud about it. God is so good. I'm so glad to see you. Hey, just find something good. Hey, you got more color than you had yesterday. I, you praise God. The Lord's working for you. And boy, all of Job's comforters are like, and they shrink out of the out of the back back out of the out of the hospital room. And we just kept talking faith, and within what 15, 20 minutes or something, she's up out of the bed praising God, walking around in the room. Praise God. But she wouldn't kick Job's comforters out for good. So they, they went in and killed her. You know what I'm talking about? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. And she died because she, see, somebody said to me one time, what would you do if you were under attack under some kind of, what do you call it, in, uh, incurable thing or something? I'd said, I'd guard who comes into my, my room. That's what I would do. Well, that's not love. Remember, Jesus kicked some people out. The Bible said all those mourners and moaners, <laughs> he put them out and he took his faith team in there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's sing. Let's, let's get something to sing. Some of you ought to have something. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just practice before we go. Practice before we go. Get past what your flesh wants to do and go ahead and sing and shout a little bit. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, I will shout with a voice of triumph. Shout, shout, hallelujah. With a voice of praise. I'm going to shout with a voice Shout with a voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. Satan's defeat.
Somebody's supposed to run. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Shout, shout, shout with a voice of triumph. Yeah. Shout with a voice of praise. With a voice of triumph. The devil's under my feet. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you ever notice, because I saw this, this opera singer, they set up these goblets, uh, glass goblets over here, and, and an opera singer went, wah, 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 and she kept hit, and she hit a note, and those goblets shattered. I saw that, and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, there are certain sounds that if, you, if you'll make certain sounds, it'll break yokes. It'll break yokes. Glory! Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, so in the spirit realm, make the sound of victory. Isn't that right? Make that sound of victory. Don't sound like a wounded rabbit. You know what I mean? Sound like a victim, but make the sound of victory. Praise God. 
I don't doubt that whenever they shouted at Jericho, the angels were released. Just push those walls down flat. Hallelujah, hallelujah.